So on Sunday, on Sunday, we talked about Isaiah 9, 6. Uh, unto us, a child is born unto us. Uh, a king is given. A son is given. I was testing you. Good. A son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty, God, Everlasting, Father, Prince of Peace. And I told you that when the gospel comes to any place, when the gospel comes to any place, whether it's your heart, whether it's your head, why am I touching you? Whether it's in this building, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, any place, light comes with it. Three things come with it. Light comes with it. Joy comes with it. Peace comes with it. Did I put the cookies? There's animal crackers back there. Did they already eat those? No, they didn't. Okay, because I brought them for a demonstration, but I figured you might as well eat them. Um, all of that comes with it. Why do these things come with it? It comes with it because God designed us to be insufficient. I know y'all don't want to hear that. God designed us to have no efficiency. No efficiency of our own. Now, me being who I am, looked up the word efficient, sufficient, sufficient, adequate for the purpose, enough. God designed us to be insufficient. Why did he design us to be insufficient, Pastor Darrell? He designed us to be insufficient so that we can depend on him. What did Paul say? In my weakness is when I'm strong because I'm dependent on the Lord. The problem when we talk about discipleship, the problem when we talk about mentoring, the problem when we talk about coaching, the problem when we talk about pastoring is we don't want to be insufficient because we're taught, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and da 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 and all this in it. But so we're being taught the antithesis of what the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying, you got to depend on me, Ash. you got to depend on me. Only I know what, what your day holds. New mercies every morning. Only I know what's, what's happening in your world. Only I know. Is, is, that, is that the voice of Jesus talking to me? <laughs> Only I know what you're going to face, Josh. Only I know that you're going to have an accident. Only I know that your neighbors are being... Only I know. Only I know that you're going to be laid off from your job. Only I know. But we don't want to depend on the Lord because <laughs> we want to do it ourselves. We want to be able to... You know, that's, uh, I'm going to say particularly for us as men, if, if, if you know, because I've had to... I've had to depend on me since I was young, even younger. I was the only one in my house working when nobody else in the house was working. When I was 13, 14, I was bringing home cash, giving it to my mom, because they weren't working. So I was hustling, you know, and to me it's all a hustle. It's all a hustle, Uber's a hustle. Whatever I do is a hustle, working for, when I go and talk to school, it's a hustle. It's a different, it's a different kind of hustle, so I, I look at it like that. It's a hustle. The only thing that's not a hustle is this. The only thing is not a hustle. So when God said, I want you to preach, I was like, yeah, nah, I can't do that. That's not happening. He was like, okay. Right? So the Lord tells you to do something. Okay. So, sufficient. This insufficiency of man reveals the total what? Sufficiency of God. Say that with me. This insufficiency of man reveals what? What does that mean? His abundance matches if not exceeds all of my emptiness. His abundance matches, if not exceeds, 
all of my emptiness. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 3.20 says, and now his abundance matches, if not exceeds, I think it exceeds, all of my emptiness. All of my emptiness. All of my emptiness. Never thought I would be married. Never thought I would have kids. But the Lord sent men my way. Wasn't mentored by my dad. He, he couldn't do it. You know, so I, and I, he's released to that. I forgive him for that. Now, 50 years later. <laughs> um, but God would send men my way to guide me, to keep me on track. And one of my friends that I was, my dressing roommate, he had two sons. And we had to be at the theater all day. Some, some weeks we were at the theater from 2 to 11 every day. Every day. Two times on the weekends, Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. He would go home in between. I got to be with my boys. I got to put him in the bed. I got I to gotta make sure I, I put him in the bed. And I was like, and his dad was an alcoholic, you know, and so we used to talk about the abuse and all this kind of stuff. And he said, you know, I got to let that go. I'm like, nah, man, I, you know, if I see that dude, I'm going to knock his teeth out, right? That's how I was. And he was like, you got to let that go. He said, because you can't do that for your children if you're holding on to that. And I was like, but I ain't planning on having kids. He's like, all right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even walk with God. All right? His abundance matches, if not exceeds, Our emptiness. Okay, I'm trying to make this quick because I got a demonstration. So 2 Corinthians 4, 7, the Amplify reads, however we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, from the message says, if you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious, precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. Clay jar, jars of clay. You know that group, jars of clay. All right. Why do they put things in clay pots? They put them in clay pots to hide them, right? Like we hide stuff in the freezer. We hide stuff in the toilet, in the back. You lift up the lid. Is it just only me? Okay. So uh, uh, we hide. Uh, when I hide it, I hide it. So... Back then, clay, clay pots now you look like, what? Now, clay pots were ordinary. So they put their valuables in because if people broke in, they wouldn't, they wouldn't look at those things. So we are jars of clay. The light of the Lord is in us. Light, joy, peace. All right? 2 Corinthians 4, 6 in the message says, it started when God said, light up the darkness. Let there be light. It started. And our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and all beautiful. Now this scripture comes before one of my favorite scriptures. And um, one of my favorite scriptures, and anytime I'm depressed, any, and I don't hold on to depression, but anytime I, uh, I'm usually over it in a day. But anytime I'm depressed, I recite the scripture in my head, and it goes, 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. We are hard pressed yeah. on every side, but we are not destroyed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are, you guys know right? We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We have been cast down, but not 
destroy. And I, when I, I recite that and recite that until I'm up and at arms and I'm ready to fight whatever it is that's coming against me. Now, this is what the message says. Uh, it says, we've been surrounded and battered by our troubles, but we are not demoralized. We are not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we are not broken. Right? Insanity. Insanity. Because the enemy's job is to get us off balance. The enemy's job is to cause us pain. The enemy's job is to cause us to think about pain that we're going to get if we do this thing. So we won't do it. Lord, I have to get up early in the morning to pray with you? Why I got to do that? It's cold. That's pain. <laughs> but the Lord is saying, I want to speak to you now. I want to speak to you in the quiet of the day. Because something's going to happen in your life that I'm trying to prepare you for. But if you don't want to come talk to me, it's up to you. Those of you who have children, it's like when your child stands on something. He's like, I told you to get down. I told you to get down. Now, you don't want to spank him again, but you told him, so you, know, you just let him fall. Bam! Oh! What did I tell you? That's the same thing that God does with us. Right? So, um, this was the scripture that I started with. Because this is the prophecy of the coming of God. Isaiah 9 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death. Upon them, the light has shined. Every person in this room, there is a light shining upon you, no matter how dark it looks in your life. The problem is the enemy thinks, the enemy has us thinking it's all dark. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't see where we're going. Right. The enemy's told you you're blind. You're like, I can't see. I can't see. And in your panic, you haven't gotten still and saying, Lord, I can't see. Direct me through it. What do they do? The ninjas, they blindfold them and you have to listen. I used to study with this guy and he would blindfold us and put us in this circle. And in the circle, this is true, Josh. In the circle, a whole class would surround you. And then they would just run in and attack you one by one. They couldn't do it together, but one by one they would just run in and attack you. They couldn't like just walk up to you and hit you really hard. But they could fire in your chest. And you would have to you would have to listen. And I'm like, and you know, and I'm I was into that kind of stuff. Because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I wanna be, yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I was into that kind of stuff. And we would be in the circle and people, if if you hurt somebody that ran up on you, that was okay. Because he wanted you to trust what you heard. He wants you to trust your senses. And that's what the Lord, that's why the Lord says, be still and know that I'm God. Because I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something. While you're running around being like, oh God, they're, they're about to take my house. Oh God, they're about to do this. And he's like, calm down, calm down. And we're, oh, 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 oh. How many people swim? How many people can't swim? Okay, those of you who can't swim, have you ever been in the water? Yeah. And when you're in water, have you ever been in deep water? Yes. And you're in deep water, you're not, in deep water, you're like this. Ah, 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 ah. And a lifeguard, I used to be a lifeguard, and they told us. My instructor told me, he said, you go to him, you tell him, look, I'm about to save your life. But if you try to take me down, I'm going to let you go. Because that water will bring your, bring, 
Be calm. You go down, you swallow a couple gallons of water, you'll get calm. <laughs> and then they can save you because what will happen is you will kill that person too. You will kill that person too. So the Lord is saying there is light shining upon you. There is light shining upon you. You just have to realize it. And you have to tell yourself, no matter what it looks like, that it's always shining because with light comes joy. With joy comes peace. Amen? Yeah. Okay. I think this is it, so I'm getting to the... Oh, oh, okay. So uh, who go, who has Isaiah 4? Isaiah 42, 6. Somebody read it for me. 42, 6. You're going to be my banner. 42, 6. Anybody have it? I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. He's talking to Jesus. You're going to be a light to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Us. Jesus is a light to us. Jesus is a light to us. John 14, 26. This is my last scripture. And then we're going to, we're going to round this up. 14, 26, 27. Amplify. Jesus is telling the disciples right before this that I love you. If you love me. You will do what I command you. If you love me, you will obey my teachings. And then he says, John 14, 26, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit who the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent who? Me and act on what? My behalf. He will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Every lesson, every answered question, every healing, every miracle. He will bring those things to your remembrance because we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that the Lord did a miracle for us when he blessed us with a child. And we're expecting more children. If he could do that, why can't he do this? We need to be reminded that the Lord brought us out. That we didn't get killed in this situation that we knew we should have got shot and killed in. When we weren't supposed to be there doing what we weren't supposed to do. We need to be reminded, Jess, when we look at something and say, I can't do that. We need to be reminded, Ashley, of the promise. That the promise is still a promise. He didn't tell you no. Which means it's coming, which means he's preparing yeah, yeah. you for it, and he's preparing everybody in the situation for it. Because mm -hmm. if the components don't work, then the machine breaks down. Wow. <laughs> he prepared me for my wife. I did not know how much he prepared me for my wife until I married my wife and I met her family. And then I realized, yo, you prepared me for this. Oh, okay. He prepared me for this from day one. My prayers. I used to, when I was little, I'm running away from home. Oh, these people. Oh, Lord, why is this like this? When I met her and I married her, I was like, oh, okay, I know this. I know he prepared me for this. If we had been married in our 30s, we would be divorced now because I was a knucklehead. If we had been married in our 20s, <laughs> I know, not me. But it took this time, right? Because I was receptive. I was open. All right? So we need to be reminded. Disciples need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. Every lesson, every answered question, 
Every healing, every miracle. Lord, release miracles in our lives in 2016. We need to be reminded. 27, the peace I leave with you. My, Jesus says, my own peace I give you and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated, disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Jesus. Do not permit yourselves to be, which means you have control over the situation. Jesus. He says, I don't give it to you as the world gives it to you. The world says, this is possible. The world says, this can happen. That's not what God says. God says, I got this. You are. We speak those things as though they are, Stephen. You know what I mean? We speak those things. What? Oh, uh, uh, 27, uh, John, 14, 26, 27. Okay. This is the Amplified. 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 Thank you. Yeah, I'm off track now. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> don't be cowardly and unsettled. The Lord says, so whatever you're afraid of. I grew up being... I, I, I'm not afraid of a lot of things. And the reason I'm not afraid of a lot of things is because I grew up in a situation where fear was prevalent in my house. So I had one of two options. I could let it overwhelm me or I could resist it. And um, I chose to resist it um, because it was, uh, our house was just, just fear. It's just fear. Things would happen and, 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 you know, I would get afraid. So one day I just opted not to be afraid anymore. And so it takes a lot to scare me. It takes a lot to unnerve me in that way because as a child younger than you see, I said, you know what, I'm not going to be afraid of this anymore. If this happens, it just happens. And I was stood in defiance against it. And whenever it happened, I just stood in defiance against it. I won't give you that. And so that has made me like this. And that's good and bad. <laughs> that's good and bad. It's a good thing when it's not... The fear of the Lord is a bad thing when it is the fear of the Lord, right? So, light, peace, and joy. So I'm going to read these to you, and I'm going to do this, this quick demonstration, okay? And then we'll be done. Light, to make things visible, illuminate, ignite, to brighten, especially with joy. To brighten, that's light. That's what the Lord says. We walk in the light. And because we walk in the light, we have joy, which is the light caused by something exceptionally satisfying. Exceptionally satisfying. Satisfying means that you don't have to worry about it anymore because you're satisfied, right? It means to gladden. That's the old, it's gladden. Gladden means to bring life to. Joy brings life. To inspire, to revive. And peace is well-being and inner rest of your spirit. True peace is a gift of God. Now, like I said, the world only wants to express a desire or a wish. I wish this for you. I hope this happens in your life. That's not what God's saying. God's saying, you already have these things. And the reason you have these things is because what? You walk with me. And if you walk with me, you already have these things, right? So this is my demonstration. Vanna, DC, can you come? <laughs> so this is my demonstration. Uh, well, we don't, we don't need all that. Okay, so this is us. Somebody say insanity. insanity. This is, uh, stand over here so they can see. This is us. We are jars with our lids on. 
putting our lids on, I chose this to represent joy. You can't receive joy, right? Why? Because the lid's on. And what's the lid? The lid is doubt. The lid is fear. The lid is something that happened to me. I had church hurt. These people, I don't like them. Uh, they don't like me. Uh, uh, this thing and that thing. The, the, the lid is on. God is trying to deposit joy in your life, and you're not receiving it because you are letting all of these other things keep you from it. Now, this is rice. Uh, this is going to get messy. Uh, <laughs> this is rice, all right? So this represents... Uh, this represents light, this is represent joy, right? You get the you get the you get the idea, right? So my lid's on. If my lid is on, sorry about that. Uh, then everything that the Lord has for me, everything that the Lord has for me, everything goes into, right? Because God's trying to do something. I'm trying to do something. You don't know anything about this mixture. That's all right. I'll clean it up later. You don't know anything about this mixture that God's trying to do in your life. You don't know anything about it. You think you do, but you don't know what this is. You don't know what God's trying to bake. You don't know God's trying to take you. You have an idea, but you're not sure. But God's trying to do something magnanimous, I love that word, in your life. God's trying to take you someplace you've never been. God's trying to give you those promises. God's trying to bless you with rice, water, and tops. <laughs> God's trying to do this for you because why? Because he loves you. And all you got to do is take off the top. When you don't take off the top, what do you do? This is 2016 that we're going into. So this is what you did in 2015. In 2015, you had your top on, so you weren't receiving you weren't receiving in 2015. You weren't receiving in 2014. You haven't been receiving since 1997. So for the last 15, 18 years, you've been holding on to, walk that way, DC. You've been holding on, walk that way, pull me, walk that way. You've been holding on to 1997, which is really from 1968. And you've been holding, pull me. So you've been, you've been holding on to it. You don't want to let go. And the Lord's trying to pull you. He's trying to take you to your blessing. And you keep saying, Lord, I want to go there. But you're, uh, today, this night, you make a decision yes. to let go yes. of 1968, 1997, 2014, 2010, 2011, 2008. You make a decision to let it go. It's not yours to hold on to. God says, I fight the battle for you. I can't fight for you if you don't let me fight for you. So you got to let that go. So everybody repeat after me. Today, Today I, make a decision I make a decision to let go, to let go of, the past. of the past. What's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same Keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Insanity. Amen. Lord, we come before you, thank you. Yes, yes, Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we embark yes, yes, upon yes. one of the greatest adventures of our lives, Lord, walking with you in the new millennium, Lord, as we embark upon one of the greatest adventures of our lives, Lord. If we trust you, you can take us 
anywhere and do anything through us. Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for tonight. Lord, as we pray and worship into the new year, Lord, releasing miracles in every life under the sound of my voice. Miracles, Lord. And the only way we can see those miracles is if we walk in faith, Lord. If we walk in faith and we remind ourselves that the light of the Lord is upon us. And because the light of the Lord is upon us, we have joy, which is not contingent upon any, any outside circumstances. And because we have joy, Lord, we are at peace no matter what goes on in our lives. I say it is so. We are praying in agreement, Lord. I expect to see miracles not only in my life, but in the lives of everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. Is that possible? Thank you, Jesus. No, I'm good. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Let me get used to walking.